Welcome to In-Depth, an in-depth look at the interesting, educational, and timely topics affecting you right here in South Central Iowa and beyond. The one to count on for today's local news coverage is KNIA and KRLS. Now with today's In-Depth, here's Dr. Bob Leonard. A mainstay on the airwaves of KNIA KRLS Radio is moving on after 16 years of bringing a wide range of newsmakers to this very program. Join us as I go in-depth with Dr. Bob Leonard for his final radio show on KNIA KRLS. Well, not that long ago, Bob, you had me on the other side of the microphone, which I didn't think would happen in my time, but uh, also in the same frame, I wasn't sure when this day possibly would come, but here we are on your last day at KNIA KRLS when this airs. Uh, first of all, when you were first considering coming here back in 2006, and, and it's kind of a cliche, but now here we are in 2023 on the cusp of the end, did you ever think this is this is where it would lead, all these memories and all these moments the past 16 years? I really didn't know what it was going to be about. I knew that I was going to interview people, but I didn't know how much I was going to learn along the way, how many people that I would meet and how many people that I would talk to. I figure I've spoken to about 8,000 different islands, and each one of them taught me something, and I've made so many friends, and there's been so many opportunities. And, and for me, it was all about learning. The program was never about me. And so the fact of the matter is a whole lot of people out there don't know very much about me because to me, the goal is to let people tell their stories, to give them an opportunity to open a door because there are so many stories out there and I just have to sit back, ask a couple of questions and let people take it. And so I, I try to do that. So at that time, though, why radio? What, what led you to this point? Because you weren't a journalist by trade. You didn't go to journalism school. You weren't writing for a newspaper. You weren't uh, involved in this world. You had a very unique backstory that many people have learned about your, your life in anthropology and being a, a college professor. But what kind of led you down this path? Because it doesn't seem like that's a traditional move for you, right, to, to go from where you were to, to ultimately where you've been the past 16 plus years. Well, journalism and anthropology have the same roots. I mean, they're just different forms. I mean, back to the ancient Greeks, the, the, you know, some of the first journalists were anthropologists and some of the first anthropologists were journalists because the, the goal is the same. The goal is to understand the world around you. So it really isn't so different. But I mean, my uncle came home from the Korean War and brought me a Hallicrafter radio. And that's a shortwave radio that you can hear people speak from all over the world. And that was what I love to do. I used to listen to the radio at night, and one of my favorite programs was listening to a Japanese naturalist climb Mount Fuji and talk about the flora and the fauna and the customs of the people. And so I was hooked on radio when I was a little kid. I was also hooked on anthropology for the simple fact that I wanted to understand why some people had a whole lot and some people had nothing, and I wanted to understand the structures that made that happen. So, you know, it's just... It was sort of inevitable. I did uh, public radio when I was teaching. And so the segue here was I met Mel Sir, the owner of the station at church. And then we had a conversation after that. And he said, I like the way you ask questions. Well, you can work for me. And it was just an honor and an opportunity and still had, and still is. It was, it was every day, you know, that opened up the words. And I'm forever grateful to Mel and the Sir family. And 
um, the other people that helped me along the way. And you know, at the beginning, Jim Butler was a great help and just everybody along the way. Because radio is important. What we do is important. And it's important for a couple of reasons. One is that it helps build community. It helps us know each other and it helps us know our struggles, our joys, all of the kinds of things that happen in our communities. And my goal was to always make it so if this didn't necessarily happen, it was the goal. My goal was to have people start their day with, did you hear what was on KNIA KRLS this morning? Or did you see what was on the website? And so to me, it was all about you know, starting their day that way, counting on us to tell their stories. And I think that we succeeded at that. We're one of the best small market radio stations in the state. I think we're one of the best radio stations in the state. And I'm just going to say this, is we bring our communities together. There's a lot of other radio out there that seeks to divide communities. Ours doesn't. More in-depth after this. You talked about the thousands of people that you've had on your airwaves, and many of them are in our backyard and all the way up to eventual presidents of the United States. And and I would say everyone in between, but obviously to you, what I thought was special is that the person who would think of themselves not being on that level of the president, you didn't change your approach. You, you would ask Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, um, all these candidates who come through the same questions that you would ask person down the street here in Pella or in Knoxville. So for you, what was the challenge of doing that? And and, and for you as a, someone who's naturally curious, how do you bridge that gap from the person who thinks they're just everyday Joe to those who are leading the free world? Well, because there's not very much difference between them. We're all humans. We have you know, similar desires. We have wants and needs, and it's just pretty much the same. And the fact of the matter is that, well, but there's a difference with the politicians because so many of them are trying to to influence us in ways that we people that aren't in the political world, we don't do that. The fact of the matter is we're more honest. We have to be because there's accountability that's direct directly in our community where the politicians might come and go and there's no necessarily accountability unless the press does it but we're honest with each other we don't try to spin things and so in that sense I'm you know I interviewed Donald Trump I interviewed Barack Obama I interviewed all the presidential candidates but you know I'd rather to be frank I would rather interview the kids in our communities. I'd rather ride, so have somebody teach me how to drive a road grader. I'd rather have, you know, talk with oh, anybody and help them tell their stories. It's just, I don't know, there's an honesty and an integrity that people in our everyday lives maintain that a lot of people that go into politics cast aside. And so in that sense, I'm a little pricklier with politicians where I ask them the tough questions. But what I do is I try to ask them the questions that our listeners want the answers to be or what the answers to. And so I'm always thinking about our listeners. What do they want? What do they want me to ask politicians? And I love to, you know, spring upon politicians. I mean, people will get this joke, but I love to ask them the price of corn and beans. I mean, I just do. And their answer means a lot. Very rarely does anybody know it, but the ones that act like they know it, the ones that try to fake it, they look like fools. And the ones that say, I don't know, but I can find out, I say, congratulations, good for you. 
Now, your interview program took you not only to all these different people, but different places. And I'm not sure people who tune in to, to KNIA or KRLS expecting where you would be in any given day. It would be maybe out in a nature prairie with Marla Mertz or at Dandy Farms picking corn in the summer to um, all these other schools, as you talked about, in the, in the elementary classroom at Melcher Dallas, just a few that stick out to me. What about that was so important for you to make sure that you were in the middle of things? And you've been in the middle of our severe weather coverage, right? You've, you're the one who roams around and do the, does those things. How critical was that to you and how much of a challenge it was that to you to bring our listener to where you were, whether that was in the prairie or obviously everywhere else that you've been to since then? Well, I like to be in places. I think if you – I don't like being in the office I don't, I can't learn anything in the office. I'm curious. I want to learn. I've never stopped learning. I wish I could remember half of what I learn every day, but I want to see people in their authentic spaces telling me what's going on. I mean, I've always been like that. And I just, it isn't hard. I mean, if you just go in, everybody's the expert. And I just try to make them comfortable. and, you know, so I'll start with an open-ended question, you know, where are you from? You know, why do you do this? And I try to build towards some emotion to get to the why. If I can't get to the why of what they're doing, then that's, I haven't done a very good job. And, and sometimes listeners might not know this, but sometimes I would see a topic and I would think, I don't know anything about that. That doesn't sound inherently interesting. And so I'll say, okay, I'm going to call this person. I'm going to see if I can make this interesting. And my best example was an Iowa State researcher. She studied corn mold. It turns out she was from Pellin. I didn't know that. And so corn mold, how can you make corn mold interesting? Well, she had a great personality, uh, wanted to talk, loved corn mold. But see, what I learned throughout that process was she wasn't just researching corn mold. Through her work, she was making our food supply safe. And so that's what I want to get to, the why, what's important. And see, and I don't care if it's a bus driver, a truck driver, a CEO. It, do, it doesn't really matter who it is. It's, they've got a why behind them. And when, if I can find that and bring that out, my goal is to make, with the exception of politicians, my goal is to make every person that sits down in front of me blossom like a flower. One of the cool things that I, I've been here now with nine years, I, I've known you for longer, but we work together now for nine years. I've been in the company for a long time and um, I've got to watch your personal growth. And a lot of people uh, kind of excited them to see Dr. Bob on CNN during political season, on, in the New York Times and all these other things. Um, and that goes back to your roots of writing. You're an author. You've done so many things around that world. Um, how has this you know, career line, how has this world changed you in that regard of like, I'm guessing you never thought you would be the person that's on CNN, right? That wasn't your goal. But what was it like to kind of see your view, view and vision, and how did you try to bring that vision to the rest of the world outside of us here in Marion and Warren counties? Well, what I mean, I just tell stories, and sometimes when I thought I had a really good story, I would pitch it to the New York Times or Time Magazine, and and they would they would pick up on them, and sometimes you know after they were published them, they would be of interest. One one time, uh, MSNBC and Fox News wanted me the same night, and so I figured I must have done something right. I was training somebody at one of our other radio stations, so I couldn't make it. But, I mean, there's all kinds of TV appearances and radio appearances. And the thing is that 
television scares me to death in the sense that if I say something wrong or stupid, then all of a sudden I'm this rural meme. But, you know, so I, uh, I did it. I felt an obligation to do it. I think I did a decent job at it. Um, but it's n nothing that I, it's not any different. I don't feel like I'm more important or anything because it's, it's the stories that I write for the New York Times and Time and USA Today and whoever, dozens of other places, they're never about me. They're about our listeners. So on that note, I, you know, you announced to us, we knew around tulip time that this was happening. And um, I don't mean to make you go a little too far into the why, but I think that's the biggest question is a lot of people were sad to see you go. You're going to have great things happening, no doubt. But um, what, what was what kind of necessitated the change in your mind in the sense of kind of taking that next step forward, right? You've been doing this for 16 years. You've got a lot of other endeavors that people may or may not know about. But ultimately, what was kind of the why? What, what's kind of pushed you towards this new phase, if you will? Well, I've been pursuing some other things and, and you know, wanting to do more and more writing and uh, doing a, a show every day was getting a little bit much to keep doing it. And uh, so I thought I'd step aside. And, and then also, um, I wanted to do a little PR work in the sense that there's a whole lot of people doing great things in our communities and, and the nonprofits, especially, a lot of them don't know how to tell their stories unless people like you and me help them. And there's lots of little things they can do. And so I'm going to do a little consulting. I'm going to step back. I don't, I'm, so, I'm really dedicated to what I do. And so I haven't had many vacations over the years because I feel, well, I, you know, people might know this or not, but I'm ADD and I sort of hyper focus and I feel if I'm not here and I'm somewhere else traveling or something, I feel I'm missing out on something important and I want to travel more, see family more. And I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons, but sometimes, you know, you just feel it's time to step aside and do new things. You know, 20 years ago, I was a professor and decided to step aside and do new things. And so now I'm doing it again. We'll see what you're doing 20 years from now, Bob. That's the real question. And uh, obviously, uh, first of all, I want to convey my thanks to you for the uh, past nine years of your leadership and um, your friendship. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to miss that because they had that same friendship with you on the radio and the people you interviewed. What's your message to them? What would you like to say to uh, the, the hundreds and thousands of people that have been on there? You're Obviously, your coworkers are probably all huddled around the radio as they hear this um, and, and the many, many people you've impacted the past decade and a half. Well, I need to thank my family, Annie and Asa and Johanna, because they were the ones that, oh, had to continue dinner without me or on a holiday or, oh, you know, all kinds of things happening at the lake or fires or whatever, storm spotting. A lot of the time, the, a lot of the times the kids came along. People might not know that, but it, they, they, they gave a lot to help me so I could find joy in this job. Special thanks to the Sir family for giving me this opportunity. But to every person that, every person that I interviewed gave me a gift of their knowledge, of their friendship, of their comfort. It's just, it's just been gift after gift after gift. And so I just, I'm honored. I'm proud to call all of you friends. I love all of you. It was just... 
I just don't know how else to say it. It's just an honor. And uh, I wish you all well and just thank everybody. You know, I see so many people, the teachers, the superintendents, the, the city leaders, the firefighters, the, the law enforcement people that we get to work with. And I'm leaving out people. That, but it's just all of us. It takes all of us to build a community. And we all have our role. And I'm just so grateful, so humbled to have, had, to have played this part. A very special thank you to Dr. Bob Leonard for not only contributing to today's program, but for his many contributions for the past 16 and a half years in local radio. For KNIA Cable S News, I'm Andrew Schneider on the one to count on for today's news and local information going in depth from our little corner of the universe. 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 An audio copy of today's in-depth program is available at KNIAKRLS.com on demand or for download. Just click podcasts. If you have topics or show ideas you'd like to hear in-depth, contact KNIAKRLS by sending an email to Bob Leonard at KNIAKRLS.com. The one to count on for today's local news and the number one news and information source in South Central Iowa is KNIAKRLS.